Everybody, welcome to the Notes My Goats podcast. I am Brandon, and I'm Steve. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, man. How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad, man. Um, yeah, we're just we're just kind of cruising along, man. Just rocking and rolling, getting January. ready for uh, yeah, Super Bowl's coming up soon. Super Bowl's coming up in a few weeks. We got um, something fun planned for that. We do, we do. We're gonna do it again this year. Um, Super Bowl halftime show, uh, live reaction. So we will figure that all out. And we're going to try out something new. Oh, yes, we are. We are going to do a draft, guys. We are going to do a draft. So we are going to take the top 25 songs from Billboard's Hot 100 to end 2022. And we're going to have an NFL-style draft to Brandon and I to create a top 10 from the top 25 songs. Yeah. This could get very interesting. And then you guys can vote on who had the better top 10. Absolutely. And then maybe we'll, we'll throw something on that. Want us to buy coffee or something stupid. Yeah. We'll, see. Um, we'll, we'll figure out something bet between you and I. So, yep. but we're going to, we're going to do a draft episode. We're going to drop it probably that Saturday yep. somewhere that weekend. And then we're going to post the top tens on yep. our Facebook pages and our Instagram pages. And you guys are going to vote over a few days yep. and we'll figure out who wins. Absolutely. And we if you listen to the podcast, you'll know who's is who's, but I'm gonna put list A and list B and you list figure it out yourself. List B, absolutely. So that's coming out in a couple weeks, guys. But today, yes, man. Today, Brandon, We're... we are not drafting anything. We are not um, drafting anything. We went a little deep today. Uh unintentionally. Yeah. Until we listened to it. Did, well, even the first couple times I listened to it, I didn't really pick it up on it. Yeah, right, right. Um so- so what are we talking about today, Steve? Dude, we talked about this guy and his band uh, last year about this time. Yeah. February of this time. So we're going to do Marcus Mumford's uh, self-titled album, and it's actually just called Self-Titled. Mm-hmm. So Marcus Mumford's newest album is his first album called Self-Titled. Now, Marcus Oliver Johnstone Mumford, if that's not a British name, I don't know what is. Absolutely. He is a British American singer, songwriter, musician, and producer. He has had dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. Very important. He does live in England, though. Lead singer of Mumford and Sons. Like I said, check out episode 131. That's with uh, with our old buddy Brandon Devera. Uh, mm-hmm. We did talk about Babel last year. Yeah. Just figure out if Babel or Babel. I'm the Babel. It's Babel today. Yeah, Babel. Um, now, Marcus has been active since 2007, dude. Wow, that's a long time. Now that's with Mumford and Sons, but also sure. like doing his own thing. Yeah, he is uh, married to uh, his his wife, actress Carrie Mulligan, in two thousand and twelve. <laughs> the pair were pen pals when they were younger, I didn't know and that. rekindled their relationship later on in adulthood. Interesting, I did not know. I that. thought that was cute. It is very cute. They do have two children. Um. A lot of stuff. I talk a little about 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 Marcus in the Mumford and Sons episode. So when we do a double up with a different with the same artist, usually you get less stuff or stuff that I find. So um, different things here. He has one solo studio album. Coincidentally, it's this one. Yeah. Four singles. A couple of them are on this one. Um, 
and he's got four guest appearances um with different people two on movie on the movie soundtrack inside Llewellyn Davis um one with oh, well, both with with Oscar Isaac oh so dude who was Poe in Star Wars he's also yeah. Moon Knight um and he did a, a duet with Justin Timberlake really yeah okay and then he did a um a guest appearance with uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And then he was featured on Cowboy Like Me on Taylor Swift's album Evermore. Really? Yeah. Okay. Lastly, about Marcus here, and I just found this out, and I passed it by our good buddy Brandon Navarro because he is a big Mumford fan, and he loves this album. He's a big fan of Marcus. Um, mm-hmm. So, as am I. Uh, but... Marcus actually produced the soundtrack for both seasons of Ted Lasso. Really? Yeah. Now, have you oh, seen Ted know. Lasso on Apple Plus? I have. I have not. Okay, neither have I. I got a lot of shit for that too from Nevera, but um, and other people too because I haven't seen it yet. And I love Jason Vegas, so I'm like, and I like sports shows. So I'm like, this right. is, you know, the concept of Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. American football coach goes on coaches soccer. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of fun shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. I really want to watch it. I don't have Apple Plus though, so I, I have to either. figure a way around that. Um, yeah. If you got the, you know, somebody like Apple Plus, you know, throw me your, throw me your password here. Just pick this out. We'll share it around. Um, how many Spotify listeners do you think just Marcus has? We're not talking about Mumford, just Marcus. One point two million, dude. This is one of our last podcasts for January. You finally got one super duper close. <laughs> is this is this it? 1.4. Oh, wow. You were super close, dude. I was super close. <laughs> 1.4 million Spotify listeners. I like it. Yeah. So, debut album. Nailed it. You, you did nail it. You actually got that one pretty pretty spot on there. <laughs> spot on. Uh, look at me. Now, oh, yeah, self-titled man. was released uh, just recently. September 16th, 2022. It's 10 songs, about 38 minutes long. The album features three uh, duets, I guess you could say. I would. Um, Brandy Carlisle, Phoebe Bridgers, and Claro. Mm-hmm. Are these three singers on there. And I got Monica Martin on there, too. Maybe there's four. I thought there was just three, though. Yeah, there was a handful. Maybe there's, there's four. There's yeah. four. Look at that. There's four. Um, album did reach number 53 on the Billboard 200. Number mm-hmm. four on the UK charts. And they just go out of 100, but it doesn't really matter. Um, number three on Billboard's alternative charts. So it did relatively well for a debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a another critic that wrote something pretty interesting that I wanted to get out there because I felt like he did it better than me. The Arts Desk, uh, Barney Harnsent is his name. He summarizes the album as unlikely to win over any new fans, though it may force a few naysayers to admit that he's got a decent set of pipes. But ultimately, it's an album about redefining oneself in spite of life's labels and at, at a time when we're surrounded by on all sides by performative, shrieking grief. It feels genuine, raw, open, and honest. Yep. That's... I, couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. Right. This guy, yeah. He nailed it. Absolutely. I might try to say it better later on, but he nailed yeah, it at we'll that see. point. Yeah. Um, two singles. Oh, three singles. Three singles. Uh, Cannibal, which is his first single, 
I'm sure we'll, we might get into that one at some point. Um, that video was directed by Spielberg. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and the video is good. I'll have to check it out. For a song that's... Wow. It, it will get um, there, yeah. And then the second single is Grace. Mm-hmm. Third single is Better Off High. Okay. So, three singles, man. Yeah, so, hey, before we get going, yeah. just a quick disclaimer uh, to our fans. If you guys haven't listened to this album, pause... Or we're gonna go. We're we're gonna go the Matt effort. Let this shit just keep running. Go to a different room. Listen to the album. It's only a little over a half hour long. And then come back, restart the podcast about here, mm-hmm. and then come forward. If you didn't do that, and you're gonna listen to the album later, just be warned. There is a lot of triggering content on this album. Our conversations are probably going to get a little bit deeper than we have in a while and not in a mean yelling, me going buckle up moments. There's, there's no buckle ups here. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, there, there's going to be some topics that we cover here that might be a bit much for you. And if you have to take a break, it's totally fine. Come back and check us out. I can guarantee you from my end, it's a place of love and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I understand trauma, like nobody, like almost like nobody else. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, this is one that's a bit that could get a little sensitive, just so you're aware. I wanted to put that out there for people, Brandon, because you and I talked about it. Yeah. And um, I feel like it needed to get said. If you haven't listened to this album, there's some yeah. things that pop up on here that are like, what the hell? Yeah. Absolutely. That's not that's not banjos. No, not, that's no. Not, that's not Mumford and Son. No. What the hell happened? No, this is so, Marcus Mumford and his feels. This is Marcus Mumford and some he's unpacking yeah, a suitcase. This is unpacking, yep. Of sure. life. Um. So that being said, disclaimer yeah, yeah. over. Hope welcome back if you did, if you came back and listened to the album. Hopefully you got your tissues out. Um. <laughs> and let's start off with our favorite tracks, dude. What do you got? I picked "Dangerous Game" as my favorite track on this one. Okay. Um. It was originally going to be my deep cut. Okay. But I just couldn't get over the harmony between Marcus and Claro on this track, and how well they fit together on this one. Mm-hmm. I tried looking into the meaning of the song, but couldn't really get a good answer. Basically, because the album is so new, that mm-hmm. that I got you, it hasn't quite been there yet. I got um, you. Reading and following the lyrics, you mm-hmm. you've got you know the interpretation. You know the interpretation. I, I have an interpretation. I think it's I think it's clo- I think it's close. Okay, is this your interpretation or is it a bit of both? Okay, my interpretation of it, and we'll see once how close it is. So my interpretation of the song is about someone being stuck in their own head and how dangerous that kind of thing can ultimately be, especially when you're dealing with mental health struggles, primarily. I know for me, I can get in my own head and anxious about a lot of things that really aren't there. Um, I can get in my head about literally the smallest thing Mm -hmm. and it is a dangerous game because of the spiral Mm -hmm. and how quickly that spiral can go down quickly Mm -hmm. so that one for me dangerous game what was what was the interpretation that you had on it let's get that in a minute here because it's it's one of my tracks okay we'll get there in a second my favorite was grace 
I battled though between a few songs. My favorite. Now this is the second track on the on the album, and it follows Cannibal. Um, which we're not going to talk about now, but I'm sure we will. Um, this one hit me really, really, really hard. Um, and I think because I needed the reminder that I've been given so much grace for the bad shit that I've done. And while I shouldn't forget those things... I need to forgive myself and show the same level of grace to me. Because mm-hmm. I can have my wife or my kids or Brandon or family give me grace for the stupid and ridiculously terrible things that I've done in life. There's a lot. I have a list. Um, and that's great. It's fantastic. I have, I'm happy that – and I, I believe in most times it's a genuine grace. That I genuinely, I'm giving that grace that, yup, you fucked up, but it's done. The but is on me. Like, I, it sits in my head. Yeah. The track is simple. Um, there's not a lot of lyrics. It, it's, it's a little repetitive, but I feel like in this concept, you almost have to be repetitive to beat it into your damn brain because we as humans are not wired to think that's okay. Like you're not wired to think that grace is something that you just have and get for doing nothing because you did something pretty fucking bad in your own mind and other people's minds as well. And you can't just say, I forgive you and we're good because the fuck we are i did a whole bunch of bad shit to you right so it's it's a it's a religious concept but it's also a humanity concept um and marcus packs so much power into so little it just it hit me and the and what really got me the song hit me off even better they caught my ear to listen to the lyrics the music is so much heavier than i would expect from mumford but it fits so perfectly to where the, like, almost anger at a good thing. Like, that's how I, how I anticipate grace. I am pissed off that you're, that you're okay with what I did. Mm-hmm. And while you forgive me for what I did, and that pisses me off. Yeah. It makes me really unhappy. Because I, I deserve worse. And um, I feel like this, this track really, like, battles with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And the music is really that angry just you don't expect this from a Mumford and a Mumford and Sons or hearing Marcus sing these things you don't expect that right so I I felt grace I like I just mm, it's interesting yeah life so absolutely man we're gonna play we're gonna play a game we're gonna play a game we are gonna play the Mumford Wang All right, guys. I have to. We have to lighten the mood a little bit because this is going to be a very deep podcast. It's going to be a very maybe dark podcast in some way, shape, or form. 
Mm-hmm. But we got to show some light in there every once in a while, make you laugh a little bit, make you chuckle. Yeah. Um. So this is how we do that. We have Jer. This is how we do. Saying Wang. Yeah. Quite frequently, and you're like, "What the hell?" And you right. smile, and you come back. We play a little game. We get bored. So we get more into our feels. We'll play another game with Jer doing some weird again. And love you, Jer. You did perfect on those. Yes. Um. Especially with these with these more somber esque pods. Yeah. Um. It's amazing how how that fits in perfectly there. So, Brandon, I have two. All right, buddy. I'm ready for you. Where's the dream one? Stonecatcher. Stonecatcher. For Dreamcatcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. My kids have Stonecatchers. I hands. like it. They bring them home constantly. I like My mother-in-law, it. too, actually. Um, Second one. Mm-hmm. You make really good points. Make really good points. How? <laughs> no, that's good, though. Uh, you make really good points points prior warning nope make really good point cannibal nope what is it better off high oh make really good points yeah (laughs) you probably are yeah that's true all right i like it i agree yes absolutely i agree for sure if only if only right um all right dude it's time to go to our least favorites now i'm gonna go first because this is one that you mentioned what is it I picked Dangerous Game. Did you? And I will get into why. I okay. like the track. I do. I actually felt like the feature didn't add as much to the album or to the track, and I would have wanted I wanted more from her. Okay. I felt like of all of the features, she was the most she was the least used. Yeah. So I wanted I more. Will agree with I that. felt I felt like the track needed more, and that's my nitpick downside of the track. It's a nitpick track. Sure. Now. So is mine. Dangerous game. Um, the concept of treating therapy like a dangerous game is perfect. Mm-hmm. My my interpretation is this is actually about being in a therapy session. Mm. Um. It's where you're the most vulnerable with a somewhat stranger, and it can be very difficult to reconcile those big feelings while trying to trust someone and believe they're not judging you for what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. Having gone through shit, hours, days, weeks of therapy mm-hmm. in my uh, 30-some years, um, it, it's it's a hard it, it is a hard game to play. How many things do you let go? How many things do you tell? Because it's it's like dating someone, getting into getting into a dating relationship. You can't let all your crazy out at once. Mm-hmm. You're going to scare them away. When a therapy, therapy relationship is just like dating, it's very dangerous because you're letting something go that you might not be able to get that back. And then you gotta trust that that person's not going to tell them. And being someone like a Marcus Mumford, somebody who's popular, a celebrity, you have to unpackage some big things to somebody that you have to trust. And that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do for the average person. I can't imagine right. being someone that actually has like literally much more to lose. Has a Wikipedia page about them? Oh yeah, multiple. Right. But um, so 
when I when I read a little bit about it, I I read I went to Reddit. Yeah. Again, like talk before I went to Reddit, and somebody brought up it's about therapy, and then that's the said it's about therapy. And I'm like, wait a second, that makes perfect sense. Listening mm-hmm. to the thing, it's a dangerous game. Like you're just like you're trying to figure out. Am I playing checkers or chess here? How much do I give you? How much can I show you? Um, yeah. And it was it was there. So my least favorite was dangerous game, and it was only because I wanted more Claro. For sure, I thought I thought the the female features in here were amazing, and um, they they mixed very very well mm-hmm. with him. So I felt like um, it was something that was needed more of in this one. So for again, that reason, again. so what was your least favorite? Oh man. So I will piggyback off of you and say the track that I picked is not bad. I chose my track based on where it is located on the album. Mm-hmm. And I picked Cannibal as my least favorite track. Oh shit. Really? Did. Now, it's not bad at all. Mm-mm. However, with it batting leadoff, really doesn't start off the album well unless you take the time to understand what the lyrics are talking about. If you just look at it from the track title, you might think, the hell is this? Yeah. But it's a very deep track and the story is tough and emotional. And that the only reason why it's my least favorite is I think I would have probably appreciated it more later on in the album. Might change your mind on that. Okay. Might change your mind on that when we get to our next one. Okay. I agree with you though. It's uh, this is a track that tackles uh, childhood sexual abuse. Yeah. I didn't catch that until fourth or fifth time I listened to the track. And that's the, thing with this album is you have to listen to it more than just once or twice to and then I you mean, have to read the lyrics now, i mean even now it's like i'm gonna go into my fifth time fourth or fifth time listening to it probably more like fifth or sixth i'm still gonna get more out of it if you read the lyrics too as you're listening to it and like yeah. there's there's some albums that we've done in the past that have had to do that on i'm like there's something else happening here. Something else is going on. Like you yeah. just get this inflection. Marcus's voice is so just, there's so much emotion conveyed. Yeah. Where you're like, you know, I, I agree with you that cannibal is a interesting way to lead off the album. Uh, but I think it was a right move because this is the least one of the least Mumford-esque songs on the album. Was this your deep cut track? Mm-mm. Okay, just curious. Nope, uh, it wasn't. But it was. It's one of the least Mumford-esque tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. And when you, when I heard Marcus Mumford putting out a solo album, I was looking for some folk bluegrassy. Let's get up, get up, do some dancing, mm-hmm. have some fun. Bring up Ed Helms and you know yep. all those guys and just let's let's have a good time. We're gonna get a Mumford album with just Marcus. Yeah, great, fantastic. <laughs> this is not it. Um, and that first track is just like, what the deuce? 
wait a right. sec. Right. And it can turn somebody, it, it can turn you off as a Mumford and Sons fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually listened to this thing three or four times before I like literally listened to it. Mm-hmm. It's like I had it playing in the background in my car with my kids of all things. And they didn't catch anything on it because I didn't catch anything on it. Right. And then listen to it at work a couple of times. And I'm like, what? It's something, there's something about this, but I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. And I finally, like, three days ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. three days ago, sat down, listened to it, and said, oh, shit. Like, and then listen, and then read lyrics, and I went, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's completely different than what I was thinking. So, guys, it is, it's, it's, it's a cannibal is a hard one, and um, we'll we'll get into that in a second here. But yeah, man, that was it's it's a, I get it, it's a nitpick track, but I understand what you're saying too. Yeah. I think I think when I get into my deep cut, you'll uh, yeah, you might change your mind. Okay. I, I think there's a there's there's other there's this album is constructed interestingly. Yeah. So right, are buddy. we doing are we doing the Shatner? We are doing the Shatner, guys. Ooh. It is time for Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies ladies and ladies and gentlemen. This is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. Alright, Steve. So I've got two of them for you. We'll see yep. once. How they how it goes. So here's your first one. Mm-hmm. Well, how should we proceed without things getting too heavy? Even though I never tell you everything, I could have sworn I dropped that bomb on you already. Dangerous game. Nope. Song title. Like a river. Grace. Yeah. Yep. Grace. Got it. Next one. Cry havoc in the evening, sirens in the morning. Peace by the afternoon. Going light. Yes, sir. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, Steve, let's go into our deep cut tracks. I will start on this one. Uh, And I picked prior warning as my deep cut track on this one. Good track. Uh, yeah, Marcus is an amazing lyricist. And um, well, something that we talked we talked about that even when we did Mumford and Sons last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great lyricist. This song is a brutal conversation he's having with his significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, the way this track is presented to us is great musically as well. Most of this track is a simple beat and simple structure. Um, until close to the end when it builds into the full band mode. Um, just a really solid track all around. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, prior warning was my deep cut. I like it. I like it. So my deep cut um, was uh, the last track on the album, How. Okay. Marcus described the features on this album as a trust fall. He took a deeply emotional album and trusted four female singers to help him add depth to their tracks. Something doesn't normally do. I mean, right. 
Mumford is not all dudes. But then you take an album that you write, and he writes he writes most of Mumford's stuff too, uh, if not all. Um, and this is really really deep stuff. But um, how is the best of the duets? And it's a track that really digs into childhood sexual abuse. Yeah. This album is bookended with deeply traumatic songs about abuse. Um, Cannibal starts us off with a very blunt, direct way of saying that he was abused by someone as a child. How is an absolution track that Marcus has come to terms with the abuse mm. and is not allowing it to hold power over him any longer. Album starts off with laying my laying my book open. These are the pages. These are all the things that I'm dealing with where it comes to childhood sexual abuse, uh, marriage troubles, therapy issues leaving a, a band member leaving and some issues there different problems he's having and then the last track is how and just the song title itself and this is actually one with brandy carlisle guys this is a duet with brandy carlisle which we're gonna have um we're talking about her, one of her albums in the podcast here pretty shortly the <clears throat> The last verse of the song says, but I'll forgive you now, release you from all the blame that I know how. And I forgive you now. No, I forgive you now as if saying the words will help me know how. So it's, he, he's doing his damnedest to, not forgive this person for who for what they did to him but for himself it's going through the the stages of grief throughout this album and how is the ending goal here is he's come to terms with what's going on and it's he's taken that weight off of his shoulders mm-hmm. cannibal added the weight back on his back and showed the world he spielberg showed the world of all fucking people and how is the bookend saying, I'm done with this. It no longer has this power over me anymore. I've given it to who I got to give it to. It's off my back. So that's why I think leading with Cannibal and ending with how was perfect. Hmm. I like if you it. listen to those two tracks again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just those two tracks, yeah, because they tie in so closely to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that is is kind of my my feeling behind this album. Now, wrapping this thing up, let's yeah. say, guys, this is getting a little deep here. Um, Marcus is actually quoted in saying that Mumford and Sons is determined to take you to church, <clears throat> but also take you to the fair at times too. Mm-hmm. This album's not going to the fair. No, it's a confessional album. And it will take you multiple listens to understand it. I've I probably have at least seven or eight on my belt. Brandon says around five. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to albums that often usually. 
<laughs> right. to tell you the truth, we don't listen to albums more than two or three times at the most. But when you get something like this, but it's, it's so good, Yeah. you want to know more, you want to deepen into it a little bit more, you want to get deeper into it because you can relate some way, shape, or form to some of the stuff that's going on here. Yeah. Um, the album tackles childhood sexual abuse, addiction, self-medication, and lots and lots and lots of trauma. The album is so incredibly deep that Marcus actually checked with trauma-informed therapists to make sure that he wasn't dropping an album that was full of triggers Wow. for people. And he said that if it was, he wasn't going to release it. Oh. He said that this album was going to be something that you just that you listen to, <clears throat> and it just triggers people to like no end. He would just shelve it. Yeah. It's not that important to him. I mean, it's important to him, but he doesn't want to hurt anybody else with He his would I mean it work. would have just he would have just created music that then just would have been Exactly. He didn't want to hurt people with his hurt. He didn't want to yuck your yum, basically. Right. Um the album though he did and and he did he did drop an album full of triggers, but he did it beautifully. And he packaged everything up so it takes time to unravel it slowly. Except for Cannibal. That track's not hiding shit. It's a therapy session that we shouldn't have access to. I applaud the man for putting it together for everyone out there. This is is a therapy session between this man and the microphone. And he just lets us hang on. And literally you're hanging on for a ride the entire time. Um my rating is a seven and a half out of ten. It's so good, guys. But it's a situational listen. This is not a this is these are not tracks that you'll hear in a coffee shop. Um, you won't hear a lot of them on the radio. You won't hear them top 40. Mm -hmm. This is meant to be personal. It's one of those ones where you sit down to like just chill and then realize that you're not chill anymore because <laughs> your heart's freaking out. And you can't figure out why. Well, Right. listen to the lyrics. You'll figure out why. Right. Um, but seven and a half <clears throat> out of 10, I would have went 10 out of 10 just for the therapy aspects of things and how it can break down with my life. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, I hope he does more stuff solo. Yeah. And not just like this, but I hope because he's so freaking talented with the songwriting. And it's, yeah, music, everything. He's he's super fucking talented, man. I, I hope he does more, more stuff like this. Absolutely. It's really good. Absolutely. So what about you, man? What was your final thoughts? Oh man. Um this album, if you listen to it just to listen to it uh for music's sake, you can appreciate it. Um, but I think you get a more full and deeper understanding of this album as we've talked about. Uh if you take the time to sit and follow along with the lyrics of each track. Um As we've talked about numerous times already throughout this thing, stories are incredibly deep. Marcus really dug deep into his soul to create this album. Um, it's a good album, but it's great once you can listen to the stories and the things that he is working through in the lyrics um for me this one 
just around the same um, as you. Slight bump, eight out of ten. Yeah, so. I was I was right there with you, man. I I damn near yeah. gave it a ten. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but for sure, I feel like we're we're right there together. But um, guys, mm-hmm. this will probably be our deepest album in a while for a while. Yeah. Um, we don't do very many of these just because I don't want to get my feels. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. No, it just this one stuck up on me. I didn't realize what right. it was gonna be. Right. Um. Yeah, which is we're doing it. Yeah, let's go. And I was oh, like, it we're doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm gonna need six months, please. Right. Let's see my own therapist really quick. Um, <clears throat> that's the beauty of music, though. We can we can do something like Ice Cube, <laughs> and then four days later through Marcus Mumford. Yeah. Like, d- d- no. And then on Friday. We are going to do something that is so special, so special. Mm-hmm. Starting this week off a little bit, a little bit deep and dark, and but we're gonna end it with so much fun, so much fun, so much fun, and such a terrific artist and guest, guys. Yes. Um, come back on Friday, and I will say this as to anyone: if you are working through your trauma keep working um 988 is a great resource if you're not familiar with 988 it is the national suicide uh, hotline for mental health issue just dial 988 on your phone like dialing 911 mm-hmm. um you use can it text it too correct you can text it yep you can text it and i'll text you back um but you you can talk to somebody via text or via phone as someone both of us have dealt with uh, suicide and um, lost, lost and nearly lost people, family members, friends to, to that. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Um, if you're dealing with, with trauma from shit that happened when you were a kid, shit that happened when you were an adult, the shit that happened yesterday, you're not alone. Um, don't think you are. Uh, life, life comes at you fast. Sometimes just find somebody to talk to. If you don't have anybody, text nine eight eight, call nine eight eight, um, because you're better here than not here. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, you guys know where to find us. We're all over the damn place. Yep. We're Facebook. We're Twitter. We're TikTok. Um, I probably posted fourteen times to, to uh, Facebook today already. Probably. But take care of yourselves the winter's almost over it'll get better and if you ever need to talk to anybody shit just send us a message one of us is usually around Mm -hmm. we'll chat with you we'll give you some resources Mm -hmm. i got a ton yep well guys take care of yourselves and we will see you on friday Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.